Our faith journey is a story unique to each individual and is constantly being written. No two people are identical, no two days are alike, but God is the same. This is the Real Stories of Life with God podcast, a place for honest conversations about life and faith. I'm your host, Chelsea Eubank, and I'm really glad you're here. Let's jump into today's episode. Yes. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about you. Oh my goodness, about me. Let's see. How far back do you want me to go? As far as you want. Uh, want. Okay, so I grew up in Atlanta, um, in Buckhead, and sort of in Atlanta, not a suburb. Uh, people always like, (laughs) what do they call it? The perimeter? Is that what John? You know, they call it like it. It was definitely ITP before (laughs) ITP was a thing. So, yes, before ITP was a thing, I was ITP. Uh, Grew up in Atlanta, had um, some really solid Christian parents. Mm Uh, that really loved me and set a really good example for what it meant, what it means to be a believer. Did John know your mom? I only remember met your dad. No, he did not know my mom. My mom passed away in 96, Mm. 97. So that was actually the time I met John. Wow. It was 97, 98. Mm. Yeah. So I did not, uh -uh, he never met her, but yes, did know my dad. Um, And then I, for high school, I went away to boarding school. And that I wasn't sent there. I wasn't like jail or be like, oh, why did you, why were you sent away? I was like, I wasn't sent away. That wasn't what happened. It was an education choice. And uh, that experience changed my life. Hmm. Like it taught me about the value of relationships because it was the first time I'd ever been anywhere where people really loved me for exactly who I was and they celebrated me for who I was. And it was Hmm. very, C.S. Lewis talks about when he describes heaven. He talks about heaven is going to be be a, be a place where we are fully celebrated for every mm. aspect of the way that God created us. Mm. So there's nobody's ever going to hurt you. There's not going to be any leaving, no sadness, no sorrow. But mm. you as an individual, he describes it as like the ultimate end, which it is, of God's creation in us. Mm. So we are everything that we're created for will be actualized in heaven and everything cool. that we have been created with will be valued and celebrated. Mm. So I felt like that at boarding yeah. school. I felt like I got to experience a little bit of that with actually a lot of that with people that I'd never met from all over the world. My family's from Jamaica. So, um, and there were Jamaicans there. So it was super cool, but we, I felt very celebrated and it changed the direction of my life. You were there all through grade school? I was there for high school, Okay, <laughs> but boarding school really changed my life because it taught me about the value of relationship mm-hmm. and how we can interact with each other and affirm and change and love each other. Which is pretty much your whole vocational life is. There we go. Relationships. So the Lord used that to <laughs> launch totally me makes sense. Yeah. into me and teach me, <laughs> really teach me about who I was. That's awesome. That's very cool. Um, and you run an organization yes, called, I do. SWAT. called SWAT. Yes, I do. Called SWAT. Give that context. Sure. I w- attended UGA, Go Dogs, National mm. Championships. <laughs> yes, finally. <laughs> um, and I remember I was, well, in college, I wanted to do like international business. Mm. I was my, my major was poli sci. And so my goal was to go overseas and work in international business field. And the Lord just really mm. interrupted that my summer of my junior year. And introduced me to youth ministry through an internship mm-hmm. at Dunwoody Baptist in the Atlanta area. And that, when I got back from that internship, two churches reached out and said, hey, we'd love for you to be our, our part-time youth pastor. Hmm. Totally. Out While of you're in college. 
Yeah, while I was in college. So totally out of my realm of my scope of understanding or desire. But long story short, I took that role at First Baptist Colbert or Colbert Baptist and ended up staying there for 10 years. Wow. Fell in love with students, mm-hmm. saw the value in the Disciple Now Weekend model, which was started in Texas. And I started doing those weekends. Mm-hmm. And the first weekend I brought, at the time, denials were led mostly by adults or seminary students. And so I was like, hey, I want to use students mm-hmm. to teach students. And a lot of people were like, you're crazy. That's not going to work. I'm like, that's <laughs> right. fine. I've been told that before. And so <laughs> I can work with that. Yeah, I can, I, can, I can work with that. Thank you for the encouragement. <laughs> you said it's not going to work. Bam, it worked. 30 years <laughs> later, so we're still working. But that first weekend we had, I, there were 15 students from Colbert that attended the first DNI weekend I did. And high I brought in students. high school students, middle school and high school. Okay. And I brought in middle school and high school students from Dunwoody to lead it. Okay. And it went over with, it was huge success. So we did it six months later and had 60 students show up. Mm-hmm. Six months later, 120. Six months after that, 200 plus. Then we made the local newspapers <laughs> and people started talking. I started getting phone calls. And I just, you know, the Lord really gave me a vision for like, hey, let's take this thing on the road. Yeah. So I went to my students at Colbert who were all in high school. And I asked them, I said, hey, you've, you've been involved in this for two years. Mm-hmm. You understand how it works. Do you want to do this for other youth groups? They said yes. Mm-hmm. So I called a lawyer and a CPA that I knew, and I said, make it legal. I found a really cheesy Christian T-shirt that said SWAT. I was just about to yeah. ask. I don't know if I knew where the name came from. Yeah, it came. I was, you know, there used to be Christian bookstores. Oh, Not yeah. as much anymore, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I was at a Christian bookstore in Athens, Georgia. <laughs> And I saw this really cheesy shirt, and I probably hopefully saved it somewhere. Yeah. But it said SWAT, Students of the Testimony. So we made sure that that was legal and yeah. we could use the name. So called it SWAT and went to my – at that time, the Georgia Baptists were asking me to come in and speak at seminars about youth ministry and mm-hmm. how to do denials. And I, I took the idea of SWAT to that first seminar group or to a seminar group, and uh, three churches booked us. And I remember that was in 92, and I remember walking out the door of that seminar with a couple of my students I brought just going, oh, my gosh, we have a job. So <laughs> Here we go. This is here what we're doing. Here we go. Yeah. So Man, that was the so inception of the beginning, so cool. the creation, probably not the inception. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's so cool. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So at the top of every every conversation, I like to read a couple of verses from Matthew 22. Jesus has asked, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he responds, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So my first question for you is what currently stirs your love for God? Mm. Um, I, one of the things the Lord is teaching me right now is, and what I've been praying for is awareness Mm. um, of how, of his provision and of the room that I'm in. Hmm. And so I have seen just some of the craziest provision lately. I mean, (laughs) things that are so far out of left field. We were, I was in a parking lot with some friends. It was uh, Ben and Banks Mm -hmm. and I. And we were out of our context. We're in another country. And we had to pay our parking meter at a certain time. Uh So we come back to pay it. And a guy walks up to us that's very disheveled, so appeared homeless. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, can I help you guys? And we were like, no, we're fine. Everything's cool. And we approached the parking meter, and he said, well, let me pay for your parking meter. And 
we were like, no, we're fine because you're expecting something. He'll pay mm-hmm. it and there's going to be an ask. You just don't know, you know, plus mm-hmm. we're, you know, in a different Another country. country. Yeah. So we're a little bit element. like out of our yeah. element and what's going on here. And the guy was so sweet. He said, no, I want to pay for your parking um, meter. I want to pay your parking meter. And he paid for our parking meter and then just walked off. <laughs> and Ben huh. and I were like, okay, that was an angel. Right. What just happened? <laughs> what in the world just happened? And that led to a really cool discussion of God's <laughs> provision because our friend was like, that was not a God thing. And basically, and not in all, not at all to like slander our friend. It was a great discussion, but he was just like, he, he was coming from a viewpoint. And if he was here, he could speak into this as mm-hmm. well. But he was coming from a viewpoint of God just doesn't really care about our parking meter. Mm. And Ben and I were like, mm. no, God cares about our parking meter. Yeah. He cares about everything. Yeah. And yeah. so, again, not a slam on him at all. It was just a good perspective for us to hear mm-hmm. and for him to hear. And it led to a really cool conversation. Cool. And so um, there are just a lot of a lot of really, really cool stories mm-hmm. where, I mean, I could talk for hours about it. <laughs> awareness. Uh, praying for awareness and then watching mm-hmm. God. Um, provide little and big. I was, I was teaching at a church last weekend in Savannah, speaking on doing the Sunday morning service. Mm-hmm. And I'm driving to Savannah to meet a friend. And I had an idea for what I, I felt like what the Lord wanted me to share. And I get in the car and I've got a 20 minute drive. And I was like, Lord, I need a sermon for tomorrow morning. <laughs> I need it. I've actually done this with your husband. Your <laughs> husband actually wrote one of my sermons one time. I got, on, I was, I was getting on a plane and, um, he, I texted him and I said, I need a sermon. Here's the subject. And I don't have time to write it right now. Please write it. He wrote, the, when I landed in my inbox two hours later, it was a complete sermon scripture That's with amazing. illustrations from my own life that he knew, which was one that is awesome. yeah. of, and I preached that exact sermon word for word, exactly like John gave me. Ooh, that is so amazing. it was really funny, but I'm driving to Savannah and I had my, my, my phone you know, up to GPSing mm-hmm. stuff. And I, I hit the notes section and hit the mic and literally right all for 10, 15 minutes just spoke the entire sermon. And it was just the Lord. Yeah. I mean, like it was so, I was like, Lord, I need a sermon. Boom. Here it is. Yeah. And as stuff's coming out of my mouth, I'm like, that's really good. <laughs> and it's not me. <laughs> right. Like, you know, it's not me. Yeah. So there was another time I was home in between trips uh, this summer, I was home for one day, <laughs> and I wanted to go to Chuck's and get my favorite sushi roll, and I wanted a glass of wine. And I didn't want to buy it, because I didn't want to pay $12, $15 for a glass <laughs> of wine. I didn't want to open a bottle at my house, yeah, because I wouldn't be back for another day. month. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Lord, I really want a glass of wine. I didn't say, Lord, I want a glass of wine like that, but I wanted a glass of wine. Yeah. And um, so I was like, forget the wine, I'll just get the uh, sushi, and I'll go home. I get home, and my upstairs kitchen is a bottle of wine that's corked and there's a fresh clean glass next to the bottle (laughs) and there's exactly enough wine in the bottle for one glass. I mean, it was Jesus' first miracle. I'm just like, (laughs) you you, see me, Lord. Thank you. (laughs) you, But that's so praying for that awareness and that awareness has led to compassion. Yeah. That awareness has led Mm. to compassion. Mm. Ben challenged me the other day. I was coming home from Atlanta uh, from his house, going back to Athens and, I felt like the Lord was like, I want to work on selfishness in you. Like, mm. there's some areas of selfishness you have. And I was like, sure. What does that mean? And I text Ben. And I was like, hey, I just felt like the Lord told me this. And he goes, that's crazy. Because I literally, the Lord was, I was praying for you. And the Lord told me some areas where you were selfish and how you needed to work on it. And I was like, 
Okay, that's that's thinking up a relationship right there. That's the Holy Spirit yeah. coming in, you know. And so Ben was like, yeah, you need to um, seek out people that can't do anything for you. Mm. You're surrounded by so many well-connected go-getters. Mm. And that's who you look for. Mm. And that's who is drawn to you and vice versa. You need to build relationships with people that can't do anything for you. Wow. And so wow. on the way home, the Lord gave me two of those people and it's been great. Yeah. So that awareness has led to generosity and compassion. Mm. And um, yeah. I do. I, I think do that answers love, your question. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, I do love the awareness, like asking for it, because if I believe that God is with me and doing things, then He's doing stuff whether I'm aware of it or he not. Is. But how cool that He would help me oh, yeah. see it and hear it and yeah. be part of that because He's doing stuff. Yes, whether I'm aware of it or not. But that's just like a bummer, you know. Like if I yeah. this this probably be a little dramatic, but like if I get to the end of my life and I'm looking at it, I'm like wow. Yeah. I missed so much. Like yeah. I could have been walking with you or hearing you right, or like exactly. being led by you or yeah. following you in yeah. places or like thanking you for things. Yeah. And I just missed it. Maybe because I was so distracted. I love that prayer of awareness a lot. It's working. And it so yeah. that that has made me it's opened my eyes. It's made me look for those things. Mm-hmm. Now I, I'm very you know, I journal about a lot of those mm, things that happen mm-hmm. and they just happen over and over and over. Yeah. It's just this provision of, I mean, even heading to interviews the other day, I was in, we were in Texas doing interviews in college station and my schedule that day was like super tight. I had a, a virtual board meeting mm-hmm. and then I had 45 minutes to see friends that had just flown into college station. And then I had to be at our interviews. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had this, and in between that, I was supposed to go buy water for the interviews, um, um, for our people. And literally as I'm leaving the equestrian event with my friends that had flown in, Another friend texts me. He goes, hey, I'm headed to interviews. Can I pick up water? Hmm. Thanks, Lord. Yeah. Because I was yeah, literally, I, had, oh, I, I really it. didn't have enough time to do it. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't asked anybody to do it. I volunteered to do it. And my friend just out of the blue is like, hey, I'd like to pick up the water. Yeah. So I just don't want to miss those things. It. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to miss them. It. And I love that you said about compassion and gratitude, just helping cultivate like a, yes, huge. like, man, like, Lord, you really are present in yeah. my life and Amen. with me and doing things. That's amazing. 100%. I love that. Okay, my next question. Yes. Is there anything that currently stifles your love for the Lord? Um, I would say me in some ways, my <laughs> yes. the selfishness. Yeah. You know, I think wanting things my way. Mm. Um, and I, I'm, I'm an adventure guy, so I don't really, like I just wake up in the morning and I'm like, all right, Lord, what's going on today? Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not that I don't make plans, but I'm an adventure guy, so I don't think there's a lot I could break this down, I'm sure, that stifles that daily adventure. I think the biggest thing for me is um, as long as I'm taking my thoughts captive and not mm-hmm. writing these movies in my head about mm-hmm. how things are not going to work and, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. out, as long as I'm believing that all things work together for good to those who are called according to, to Christ. Like, mm-hmm. um, But when I'm not doing that, that can hinder um, my involvement it just steals your time mm. and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think that the stealing of time through being distracted. I'm also very ADD, so I get mm. distracted really easy. I'm not a real good detail person. Mm. So um, those kind of things can get in the way of the excellence piece and the follow-through piece. Mm. Um, I was going to ask, if there have you found any, like, because you talked about distraction, you talked about the selfishness piece. Is there any, have you found any practical, like, disciplines or habits that kind of help Sure. Keep your yeah, I think heart Rich, in the Rich, right place. You know what I mean? Richard Foster is a genius. He's yes. one of my he was one of my heroes. Yes. And his book Celebration of Discipline, I've read twenty times. Mm-hmm. And um I remember the twenty the twenty 
anniversary of that book is this year and he really? put out a new like he did a new introduction and a new like preface wow. to the book and everything yeah it's good. that's amazing it's good i love that one of the chapters that rocked me on that was simplicity and yes me too yeah i was just like hmm, mm-hmm. i don't need to get a new car all the time <laughs> um still working on the clothes thing but you know <laughs> but um i think for me it's definitely sort of an exterior is surrounding myself with people mm-hmm. that are going to hold me accountable, mm-hmm. challenge me, remind me that I started this project a week ago or two weeks mm-hmm. ago or a month ago mm-hmm. and I need to continue with mm-hmm. it. And then uh, for That's me, great. it's like, you know, making lists, having to do lists, like structuring my time. Mm-hmm. Like I read a book recently, switch your brain on, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I'm a multitasker. It's like, stop multitasking, mm-hmm. focus, on something for two hours, an hour, two, mm-hmm. what, you know what I'm saying? Just that's, the one thing. Those are some of the practical it, yeah. things. So for two hours, I can focus on the SWAT golf tournament. Mm-hmm. And that's the only place my brain is. Yeah. So sometimes good. I have to lock myself away to do that. Yeah. But those are some practical still skills. And just taking my thoughts captive and mm-hmm. not allowing the Lord to use that space for creativity mm-hmm. and for believing the best instead mm-hmm. of believing the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Okay. The truth that God is blank means a lot to you because blank. Hmm. <laughs> That's good. Um, I would say the truth that God is, um, you know, I, I, just, I have so many things swirling around in my head with that. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to hyphenate it and say um, detail oriented, like it shows me that he cares because uh, I think one of my love languages of receiving is someone taking care of me. Like looking out for me. Yeah. Like, um, you know, John, your husband does such a great job of that. Mm. Especially all the years we spent together. Like there was such a really cool way that he would just see things and do things. Mm. Like um, Ben, I spend a lot of time with Ben these days, but um, my like in a restaurant at night, it's this little thing. Like I, the last couple of years, it's harder to see, mm. you know, the yeah. in the darkness. Like I, I can see... I can read these videos up here, but close up sometimes it's getting a little blurry. Yeah. Wes was joking with me about reading glasses last night, which I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm too prideful. I can't so do I it. I will not. Is, yeah. I do have some, by the way. But um, but I think that what, knowing that the Lord cares about me and he cares about mm-hmm. the details and the way that he takes care of me in those details is huge. I think that for me is, oh, what I was going to say, we'll be at restaurants, especially at night, and we'll get the bill. Ben and I like get the bill, and he'll just take the check and sign it and do the tip and everything. Cause he knows I can't see it, you know? So <laughs> yeah. little things yeah. like that, yeah. like, um, watching the Lord do that mm. with, um, the sushi, with the glass of wine, yeah. with, yeah. you know, the sermon, the list just goes on. I mean, mm. the water the other day and countless other things. What for me, that's like such a huge affirmation. Mm. And it's funny, I guess, now that I say that out loud, God's in the details and I appreciate that. Yeah. But yet I'm not always a detailed person. Mm, so it's sort yeah. of funny. Um, yeah. I never thought about that. Well, I'm thinking too, like what you do for life is so um, giving of yourself. You're like pouring into yeah. employees and interns and students and other friends, whatever. So I can I can relate to that a little bit, how it, it really, I could say myself, it does mean a lot to me that he cares for me so that I can care for other like. Yeah. Absolutely. I care for them, but like he pours into me and yes. he's thinking about me so that I don't necessarily have to care about me. He's right. caring about me so that right. I can care for all these other people. Yeah. Not to say that they don't care for me either. You know, he uses people sure. to, to love us and care for us, but I can definitely relate to that too. It's sweet. And it kind of goes back to your awareness piece too. Like if I believe that he's doing that, 
I really want the chance to be grateful and enjoy that right, and really exactly. see him to the fullest, 100%. you know, which is really yep. cool. Yeah, it's I true. like it. Okay, my last question is, what is something you're looking forward to? Oh, my goodness. Something I'm looking forward to. Oh, it's so generic, but the future. <laughs> um, <laughs> because life has been such an adventure. Yeah. And I just, you never know what's around the corner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, there's a couple projects that I have that I'm working on that I'm real excited about. And I think that I'm just excited to see what the Lord does tomorrow, mm-hmm. this afternoon, this evening. You know. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you very Welcome. much for Thank you. That's so fun. Listening friends, it means a lot that you added us to your day today. Thank you. Wherever you find yourself on your journey with Jesus, I hope you finished this episode with your faith inspired, refreshed, or strengthened.